This is the film wrap up. They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film raps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mike check one, two, one, two. Welcome to the ninth installment of the film wrap up. I am your co host, the film fiend himself, and I'm here with my co host. The rap nerd was cracking everybody. How y'all doing out there? Yes, sir. And uh, we, we've been on a little hiatus. What, it's been like, what, two, three weeks since we've been on? Yeah, about, about two and a half. You know, we oh, yeah, two, man. You know, so it, we can't dodge the question, man. Is this this election? Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like we talked about it, we ain't had no, we didn't, we had no topics because the election was just the thing at the moment. And I was like, I can't even front and try and talk about stuff because we, we got to get this under control first. So mm-hmm. that's why the hiatus is uh was was here. Yeah, without a doubt, bro. Mm-hmm. It had everything on lock, bro. There was no news coming out at all. Yeah, but besides that, what you been up to these past couple weeks? Like I've said. <laughs> like a broken record i feel like my life is boring as hell uh <laughs> staying home man like this virus is not a game i'm not playing with it i see some people playing with it that ain't me so i'm at home just working on what i can at the crib what about you i'm pretty much doing the same thing and honestly i think that's what everybody should be doing right now <laughs> facts because if they were doing that earlier we wouldn't be in the predicament that we're in right now but you know i digress the sidebar like like me and Fiend was talking before the show he said he mm-hmm. saw a dude on Facebook say F masks. I was like, come on. Straight like that, too. Like, oh. And, and the crazy thing is, though, like, because where I work at, like, I have a p- customers come in and all that to get whatever they need. And um, we're not allowed to let anybody in the store if they're not wearing a mask. So we get arguments left and right when we, you know, when we tell them, yeah, you know, you need such and such. So I, I, I don't understand it, but <laughs> hopefully now. <laughs> hopefully now things change yeah yeah but besides that uh this is called the film wrap up oh yeah so you know let's talk some films let's get into it and uh you're the horror guy so i know this this probably this is this is a nice little sweet spot for you mm-hmm. insidious five is coming with none other than pat uh patrick wilson directing and starring in it how do you feel about that that's dope like to me that's dope mm-hmm. It's, you know, because being an actor for so long, Patrick has an extensive career, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure he he knows more about how films are made than anybody. Like who's I guess just starting out as a filmmaker, being on different sets, and I'm sure him and James have you know they're good friends mm-hmm. by now, and he probably mm-hmm. has you know spoke to him about it and everything. As a matter of fact, I think I saw the announcement come from James Wan himself. So mm-hmm. it's just cool to see like actors transition to like okay. I can direct if I want to. If I want to stop acting, I can just fall back and write, produce, and direct. So that's that's a big move. You know what I mean? Like, what you think about it? Well, I thought it was fantastic. And um, <clears throat> the other thing that I realized, I guess this is his first time actually directing something. Mm-hmm. And um, I like how he, you know, he didn't go for something big like a X Men property or a Marvel property. He kept it, you know, a little small and something that he's familiar with. And you know this being his third involvement in the insidious franchise mm-hmm. and like, like you said um he's he's worked under james wan for what four or five films now yeah yeah like, so i'm sure if if you're gonna learn anything horror from any director like you can't go <laughs> any better than james wan exactly uh normally i'd be you know a little hesitant 
having um somebody brand new and like in a franchise but the fact that this franchise is you know a little small and it's not you know nothing grand like i said earlier mm-hmm. I-, I love the idea you know and um the first two insidious were actually my favorite so for them to kind of continue the story with this mm-hmm. yeah i love the idea man so yeah, i'm dope. all for it yeah man <clears throat> so uh while we're on the subject of horror mm-hmm. jordan pill is set to um release his next horror centric film in 2022 mm-hmm. now what do you what, what does that say to you when you when you hear that uh, about time, cause uh, he's he's released two films so far. Yeah. And um, the and they don't seem to be rushing it. Twenty twenty two. That's two years from now. You shoot it, and it's a horror film. It's not a big set. It's not gonna take you know extremely long to film. Mm-hmm. But what what else I also like is I guess some details are out about it. Mm, so supposedly, yeah, supposedly. It, uh, the lead will be a young Latino or Native American male oh, that's who is a yeah who is a Walmart uh, electric electrician employee and is described as like a you know a scary movie and t- like more like get what is it get out than mm-hmm. us so I'm with it I like it mm. but um I'm a little uh, hesitant because get out was fire I enjoyed it I didn't you know. I didn't enjoy it as much as everybody else and when <laughs> I mean that. Yo, that ass, I'm the same way, bro. Like, I really enjoyed it, but a lot of people act like it's like the second Christ coming of like exactly. horror films. Like, and this is no disrespect to Jordan. None, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. But like I said, people were just acting like this is like the greatest thing ever. I'm like, it's it's good, but like, damn. Like, like y'all, and it's, it's messed up because the audience is kind of building him up so much that yes. it's like this third like his career could be a letdown from here because it's i hope and of course i'm not saying it, it isn't it's going to be mm-hmm. but once you give somebody that, that that the highest esteem they first time out it's like well, where do you go from here and they're gonna be expecting that you know full time so sorry to cut you off but yeah no no that's that's i'm glad you brought that because that kind of leads into us itself and because i think that's exactly what happened with us mm. i felt like um after get out you know everybody was praising it i even heard some people saying it's in their top 10 greatest horror movies ever but okay wow. but um you know with that type of pressure i felt us was a little bit it, it, it was a lit it had some letdown to me yeah uh, it was muddled with uh plot holes that did not make sense so and I thought that's solely because of the pressure from, you know, Get Out. But what do you think about this? Yeah, like the same thing that I said. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see what he does because as we talked about the last podcast, we need more mm. black horror directors. We need more black exactly. horror movies. We need more people of color. Like I said, it's dope that he's, he's you know, going to cast a Latino or, you know, Native American. That's dope. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they're putting so much pressure on them that is it going to be able to you know, live up to what people think it's going to be. Because I, I feel the same way you feel about us. I think it was a cool movie, but I still don't think it was as good as Get Out. So, At all. You know. Yeah, and I love how he's, you know, keeping it, like, minorities, for, for so to say, mm-hmm. and, you know, the lead roles in all of his films. Because, you know, it's... 2020, like, I can count in my hand how many great you know, persons of colors lead films that we have out there. So, so the more the merrier to me. So I love it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And the disclaimer, so, when we say mm-hmm. that we're talking about like, you know, movies that are like widely seen to the public. Sure, there exactly. are some indie films, you know, that come around, but even that's scarce. But mm-hmm. when it comes to movies that are heavily marketed and budgeted, we we rarely see that. So yeah, this is a dope win. I agree. And uh, to pivot a little bit, uh, The Rock is set to produce the Scorpion King reboot. And I know both of us are a huge fan of the, you know, Mummy. Yeah. Which uh, the Scorpion King is, I, I guess, what was that? The third film, the second film in that franchise. Third one, yeah, third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around there. So to hear that the Rock is making a reboot in 2020, how do you feel about that? I, I think that's pretty dope because you know mm-hmm. I feel like those three movies from the Mummy um, franchise are the ones that I like. Um, first two are definitely you know Mummy One and Mummy Returns are definitely classics. Like yeah, classic of all time. And, you know, while the Scorpion King, it kind of, you know, it, it went down a little bit in quality. We can't, you know, <laughs> deny that. But it's still a fun movie. And it's and it's just as epic and, like, you know, wide scale. Um, maybe not as wide scale, but it's still there. You know, you can see it. So uh-huh. to see him, especially Dwayne being involved since he was an old one, it's good to see him keep his hands on it. So you can be like, okay, you don't want to let nobody, you don't want to let things go too far or, or you kind of understand what to expect from the franchise so that's that's dope and i'm ready to see it especially with the vfx these days uh-huh man what about you i agree and i'm glad i'm glad you brought up vfx uh, these days because um when the original came out i don't know if you re- remember how terrible the um, cgi looked in the film back then I, I, oh my I, lord I, I own them so <laughs> well there you go yeah, um, I'm a little surprised that he's doing a reboot because um, the Scorpion King has like what two to three spinoffs. They have the oh Scorpion two, three, and four. Oh. So I didn't, I didn't know that audience were actually craving for a reboot out of anything, and especially with the letdown that the Tom Cruise Mummy uh, reboot was. I, I didn't expect to see this, but you know, a, a, uh, a little change of subject. Mm-hmm. What about that movie was a disappointment to you? If you could sum it up, because I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure it out myself. I know I didn't be crazy about it, but I'm like, what about mm-hmm. it? Did I not like? Yeah, we'll- I feel the exact same way. I don't know. I don't know if it was the fun aspect from the original mm-hmm. um, film, like, because mm-hmm. of course you're dealing with, you know, coming back to life, mummies, and all of that. But it was an enjoyable and fun. This one, I, the newer one, the Tom Cruise one, I think it took itself a little too serious. Mm, it strayed okay. away from the source material. That's from my perspective. But um, what I don't, besides that, I don't necessarily hate it as much as a lot of other people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because when I say disappointment, I'm talking about uh, like the audience. I believe it bombed in the box office and yeah. etc. Mm. But to me, it just didn't live up to the original. I prefer um, the early 2000s ones, or what was it, the late 90s that came out? Yeah, um, the first one, late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if I was, if I were to have a gripe, it would be like it was missing the fun aspect. Yeah, from, I agree. Um, from the original. Yeah, so I didn't expect 2020, uh, you know, people to be <laughs> wanting a reboot of The Scorpion King, but I'm a huge fan. Like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the few people, like, when he gets involved with something, I'll give it a chance no matter what because oh, I think yeah. he's earned that at this point of oh, his yeah. career. He got that star power yeah, so and he, he's going to do his best to make it the best he, that he possibly can. So, Exactly. Mm-hmm. So while talking about new movies, um, and again, we always talk about COVID since the start of this podcast. Supposedly a vaccine is on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and of course, it's, this isn't anything specific, but like, what, what is, how does that make you feel? Like, would you take it? Um, do you trust it? Because I've seen people say, like, oh, you know, the woke mm-hmm. folks, like, I don't trust it, uh, other stuff. So, <laughs> you know, no disrespect to them, but that's just what they've said. So, but uh-huh. what, what do you, what do you think about hearing the news of a vaccine? Uh, I think about goddamn time to be honest, because <laughs> <laughs> twenty twenty, like I believe this started in, around March. Yeah. That's the third month of the year, and well, in in November now, that's a whole eight month like gone, yeah. like on lockdown. So, um, I think it's about about time. And uh, am I gonna would I take it? Not right, not right off the bat, no, because um, I I would <laughs> I would let the more eager people. You know, try it out first, mm-hmm. see if there's any hiccups or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, because I don't see a way that we could go on in the future without, you know, taking a vaccine. Yeah. Because COVID is not going anywhere. Like, no. we're just gonna have to learn to live with it. And the only way I see living with it is, you know, through a vaccine. But I'm not gonna jump to it right off the bat i'm gonna let's make sure i check out the trials and errors with everything you know brand new that comes out there's that bound to have some errors so yeah. I'll, I'll play the wait and see and everything you know if everything is up on the up and up i'll take it then what about you yeah i'm i'm right there with you like i feel like for me personally the vaccine is is kind of like a uh kind of like a uh a, 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 a a lifesaver in a sense of like uh, something you can fall back on just in case you do catch it. Cause that's all I wanted mm-hmm. it for. Like I'm not about to take it like as soon as it gets announced because I'm still, yes. gonna, I'm still going to adhere to the same type of, you know, safety issues that we have now, you know, wear masks mm-hmm. when you're in a lot of places be, you know, as you should anyway, you know, we, 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 mm-hmm. uh, we clean, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that part for me never changed. I wash my hands mm-hmm. and everything, but the masks from the really, start. Yeah. So, it's just for me, it's personally like kind of a, a way to breathe to be like, okay, if somebody does catch it, there's something that can help fight it. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's gonna help us get this country back on track to where it once was. Like I said, we're gonna have to live with it. It's, it's we can't shut down the country forever. It ain't gonna work like mm-hmm. that. So, um, my time. I have a little follow up question to that. Do you think there's a possibility that they will make this the vaccine a mandate? like to do anything say like if you if you say 2021 it gets released or whatever and all jobs are like okay to work for us you need to take the vaccine ahead of time do you think certain places are going to make this a mandate and do you think they should make it a mandate um i i don't think that they'll do that just because Mm -hmm. of the way the other countries have handled it, had they been able to mm. kind of like bring the numbers down by mm-hmm. one, putting a lockdown in place. And then two, when you open the world back up, they mandate masks and social distancing mm-hmm. still. So I think if we can do that the way they did, we, we're not going to have to be, I don't think we're gonna, they're going to mandate having a virus. Okay. But I also think that they shouldn't, you know, mandate. I don't think that's, that's uh a smart move because you don't know how people will react to it. You don't know. It's just too many things to mandate something that is still unknown. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it would literally only be, it wouldn't even be a year old when they do release it. So to make everybody do it would be stupid. And yeah, I don't, I, I'm hoping they don't do that. <laughs> well, what do you no, think I about that you. since you just asked me? No, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Like, um, <laughs> 
people are going crazy because they're making masks a mandate. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're forced to take this vaccine, this unknown product that they just came up with, you know, within the year or six months. Like, I, I can't, I can't see this turning out well at all. No. But um, like you said, uh, other countries are not doing it. But um, as we've seen with the U.S., they don't really follow suit yeah, like true. they should. What? Yeah. when other you know countries or whatever are doing things but yeah I, I don't think they should make a mandate and i really i think it would be ill-advised if they do end up going that route so mm-hmm. yeah i'm just glad that it's finally it seems like something's about to get done yeah because you know we got to look at it like how whatever diseases and you know i guess colds that are out there now mm-hmm. you know you know medicines that have been created to fight that this is just COVID. it just has to be something that's like that like hey stay clean as much as you can but if you need to take something this is here so I, i'm kind of looking yep. at it like that agreed well um back back in track to uh movie stuff this uh a little exciting because of the topic but a little down as well exciting because it's you know superhero topic comic but we, we all love that stuff yes but um warner brothers i mean Wonder Woman 84 and Black Widow mm-hmm. they've been pushed back for ex- like lord knows how many times at this point for you is there still hype there do you still want to see these films yeah I still want to see both but I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. my hype is like my hype has died down like quite a bit no front mm-hmm. um, and of course you know I'm, I'm I lean a little bit more towards the DC side so with mm-hmm. Black Widow I haven't really been keeping up with it like that but I know for Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, man, it's just like we—they've dumped so much marketing into this movie that has built my hype up over time, and it just leads to another pushback, and it just makes me be like, "Right, can we just get it? Like, new stills, new synopsis, uh, new interviews. Like, it, like, this movie has done so much stuff. I'm just like, I know almost everything about it. I'm, I just want to see it now." Like I said, I'm gonna definitely see it, but the hype is not the same as what it used to. Black Widow, you already know how I feel about the MCU in general, so I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna see it, but I'm not like, oh, I'm I'm not like super duper hype. But um, mm-hmm. they're just in a, in a in a weird position, man. Like seriously, uh, what, what about you? Where's the hype? What you? Yeah, um, when Wonder Woman '84 first came out, I was extremely hyped. Um, first saw the first trailer, I think what ten years ago. They dropped the first trailer for. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, let, let me stop. So, um, all right. Sh- long story short, I think um everybody knows right now that Wonder Woman is my favorite DCEU movie. So, yeah, I watched like, off story. I watched it last mm-hmm. yesterday. Man, fantastic film. Did it hold up? Is it better uh, upon multiple reviews than you first remember? Yeah, like uh, when I first saw it, I think my hype was was uh, was too much, and it ended up not meeting the hype because you know uh-huh. you see one woman in BVS and you see how she is, and you're like, I want, yeah. I, I want all of that. But then when uh-huh. you see the movie, it's not really like that. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just discovering herself. So I kind of was like, oh, I like it, but you know, but every time I just keep watching, 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 like my my love for it grows even more, man. Fantastic. But sorry, Bro, I, I love that film. No, yeah, um, like I said, Wonder Woman is my favorite DCU film, and um, so 
seeing the trailers for Wonder Woman 84 and all that, my hype was like through the roof and I was extremely excited for it. But um, this film was originally supposed to come out in 2019 and then it got pushed back to um, June or July of this year and then it got pushed back to October and then now it got pushed back into December. And, and you're hearing remembering again that it's either going to get pushed back to next summer, 2021, oh, that is- or... Um, ridiculous mm. or uh it's gonna be the streaming server as warner brother max mm-hmm. and to be honest man my excitement for this film went down and i and i'm shocked i did not expect me out of all people to be saying that because before this year started i think i had wonder woman 84 my number three most excited behind uh dune and um tenet and yeah. now mm-hmm. psh, it's probably not even it's not in the top five for sure maybe a little lower yeah that sucks too, so man, but- yeah, it's disheartening, man. Just seeing it, and I blame this all on Warner Brothers because they were—they don't know the marketing team or whoever is in control of this. Yeah, you guys took an L. You oh, fell. Facts. <laughs> Let me ask you: Have you been keeping up with Black Widow at all? Because I, I haven't really been keeping up with it. Um, I—I I have actually. I think. Um, so, I think. Mm-hmm. So since you've been keeping up with it, like, because I got into an argument, I tweeted that. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84 is kind of like in a bad position and, and people ate my ass alive for it. Mm-hmm. So comparison was marketing, right? Black Widow mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman. Is Black Widow been marketed as heavily as Wonder Woman 84? Not really, because um, I believe they have one true trailer and one teaser. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and... And the only and the other good thing that they they do better than uh, Warner Brothers and uh, Wonder Woman has done, they don't have all these different release dates for it. I believe it's only had two release dates. Mm-hmm. If I'm two to three release dates, because it had its original release date in March, and then um it got pushed to November, and now they pushed it all the way out of 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm. So I felt like um. Disney, like they're 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 able to read the room, like see the climate of twenty twenty to realize, all right, it's clearly not gonna come out in twenty twenty. Yeah, there's no rush, you know. Like you're not gonna get your audience by December to flood the theaters to watch this movie. No, let's push it back all the way to twenty twenty because I believe it's like March of twenty twenty one. They have it coming out, so that's ample time. That's a good four or five months from now. So I I I think the marketing team. And Disney and Marvel, for once, has done a better job than uh, DC and Warner Brothers. Because, uh, like I said, yeah, they they're they're not as antsy and trigger happy as Warner Brothers, which I don't understand. I don't either, bro. Because uh, like, like, that's what killed me. It makes no sense. Because Warner Brothers is the same studio that that released Tenet this year, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you saw a Christopher Nolan movie. The man that like all his movies make at least five hundred million and or more is barely scraping to to break even. Yeah. So like seeing that, if Christopher Nolan can't you know kill the box office, I know it's a superhero film, but like what makes you think that you know you're gonna you're gonna get a killing with with, with another film? And why do you want another film to come out in twenty twenty? It's not gonna save you. No. Like you're already like. You, you've only had like what two three releases this year mm-hmm. wonder woman is not going to save the box office for you so I, I i don't get it 
Yeah, it's, it's my thing. Like, just just say it's it's pushback indefinitely. Just say mm-hmm. that's all you got to do. Stop giving people hope. Exactly. Like, oh, Christmas, we're gonna come out. I'm like, you know, it's not coming out Christmas, bro. You know that. And then it's just like you said, the marketing team is taking a a goddamn L. Like, bro, they've been promoting mm-hmm. this movie since last October, and and possibly even matter of fact, before that, when they released the first images, that shit was like in like uh in the summer of 2019. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because they released little pictures, you know, uh, earlier in 2019. And then mm-hmm. October, I believe, is when they went to Brazil for the Comic-Con, mm-hmm. I think. And they released the first trailer. Yep. And then from there, they, they just kept, you know, releasing different marketing stuff, toys, posters, t-shirts. And come 2020, you know it ain't happening. But yet they still yeah, continue that- to keep marketing the movie. And not just that though, like when um DC fandom came out, they had a whole panel, Bruh, with why? the whole cast, why <laughs> a brand new truck, and you and I know damn well because when, when was that late August? Yeah, you must have known your film was not gonna come out. It's like that fan. was uh, that's mm-hmm, that's why I say um Disney and Marvel did a better job because they left it those like the trailer and that one teaser, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, like so. I think it was a bad move in them doing DC fandom and having a full panel with the mm-hmm. cast talking about the movie and showing behind the scene footage. Like you, you were making yes. this movie is going to release when you know damn well it's not. You know that. Like mm-hmm. I'm honestly, like I remember when we talked about it on that podcast. And to be real, I was not being real about how I felt about the movie um, when we talked about it. <laughs> like I was, I listened mm-hmm. to it, and I just feel like I did not want to see Cheetah in a trailer, bro. I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that should have been saved for the movie, and I think they did that as a way to get keep people's interest in the movie. So mm-hmm. now it's like when it comes to marketing, what else are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Y'all talking about March 21? Are you gonna release another trailer? Oh, they're gonna have to. Well, unless um, they put it out on Warner Brothers Mac, um, HBO Max, which. Like I keep hearing, which I didn't think it was a possibility that they're actually talking about releasing it. I believe in January as a possibility on HBO Max. I highly doubt it, though. I, I don't. I. I think they're not gonna. There's no way that they're gonna make their money back by doing no, that. Because first of all, HBO Max, I believe, not every country has that. So I'm saying exactly. You know what I mean? Like no. So. Like they're not gonna do that. <sighs> it doesn't even make sense to do. It's, it's stupid to me. I don't get it. It's disheartening because it's a movie that, you know, I've been clamoring to see. And, and mm-hmm. ever since they showed that golden armor, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So to see it just get this treatment, you know, I feel bad because it's like, you know. You know see, the worst part is, too, because earlier this year we got uh, Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we I personally, I know not everybody. I know you as well. It's coming off the hype of Birds of Prey because I love Birds of Prey. I know oh, yeah. you love it way more than do, but I, I, I love it as well. So yeah. I was excited to see what DC has next. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're going to kill it this year. Birds of Prey looks fire. And I and I was pretty sure uh, Wonder Woman 84 was fire. But, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Um, Now, seeing it push back and me sitting like a whole year thinking about it, I can't help but having these negative thoughts creep into my mind. Like, is the movie really as good as it is? You get Bro, what I'm saying? And, and it's having that same effect on me, man. Like, uh, there was some TV spot that got released when when they was like announcing it for October, mm-hmm. and it was some scene where Wonder Woman was flying, 
and mm-hmm. I thought it was fire at first, but like now knowing that it ain't coming out, I'm just like keep looking back at all the Wonder Woman stuff, and I'm starting to pick stuff apart. Like I don't know how I feel about that, and I'm just like I don't want to do that. Like I just want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a as a full film, so I can. Ah, yeah, it's just frustrating, man. Exactly. That's what happens when you when you have a whole year of trailers. Like you, you have no choice. And uh, and I know we've been talking about this, but a lot. One last thing, the cheetah thing. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, I didn't want to see cheetah, but I kind of expected that they would put it because mm-hmm. I, I I guess you got to market cheetah, even though like the hardcore DC fans they know, you know who it's the cheetah. character yeah. is and how they yeah exactly. But I guess the general public doesn't. But honestly, this is almost like I don't know if you remember when BVS came out. Yeah, and Doomsday. They surprised us. Yes, I was so pissed when I saw that. Not like not because I didn't want Doomsday in the film. It's just I wanted that as a surprise that I experienced. Yeah, I was watching it yeah. in the theater. So yeah, it would be much better. Definitely, to I get you. Stumble across that, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I didn't want to see her. I was like, I don't want to see Cheetah. And then it's like, because the thing about it is, when you have a CGI character, mm-hmm. you want to be able to see him in all his glory and yes you know you want to see them like the reveal and you want to see them step into the light like all you know it's just little small cinematic stuff you want to see you don't want to see them just in passing for a couple seconds and then you know on to the next thing especially yeah especially not on your laptop the small little screen in comparison yeah you know to I mean? a big movie theater with like like you said the lighting is better and all that stuff so yeah i agree so um we laid heavily on wonder woman 84 uh black widow are you excited for that film though at all yeah i like i mean i i think my hype level is right around time mm-hmm. uh, right right around the place of wonder woman um because mm-hmm. even though they haven't revealed a lot or i haven't tuned into a lot of it mm-hmm. you know it's the mcu and you know my issue is has always been like is this going to be something different it does look like mm-hmm. it's going to be different than the trailer it looks like it's going to be more along the lines of winter soldier and mm-hmm. I'm liking the cinematography that I've seen in the trailer, um, the way they've handled Taskmaster. But with the MCU, you just don't know. You know, you can be dressed up. So that's more so what's keeping my, my hype levels kind of contained because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be the same thing because the right. last three MCU movies I have not liked. Um, so I'm going to see it, though. But uh, what about you? Yeah, um, my... My hype level has been wavering all year, only because I have not liked how Marvel has handled the Black Widow character. Period. Oh yeah. Because um, yeah. the yeah, because in comparison to the MCU and then comics, which I know we're not supposed to technically do, you know, but um, I felt like like her character is is such a better character in the comics. Like she's a spy, a rush like a Russian spy and all that. They never really dove into that element like i believe she even betrays um shield and the avengers at one point like you never i never got to see that edgy part and mm-hmm. like you said you say it looks like um uh, winter soldier that's what i want it to be but honestly i don't think it's gonna be that that's that's what i'm hesitant i think it's gonna i think it's gonna play more along the likes of tr- the traditional you know big scale films that they typically do and the reason I say that, I think it was the first trailer when they had her like jumping out of the sky, or whatever. Yeah, like, I was like jumping off. I'm like, come on, man. You don't have but, to um, do that. I, at all. I hope it's more. If it's like anything Winter Soldierish, I'm sold. Sign me up. It's about to, <laughs> this. This is a well needed W. Then if if it's anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, uh, we, we, we'll see. We just gotta wait. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Where we're at with it. 
So, well, we're on the subject of movies coming out. One movie we know is coming out next year. Yes, sir. HBO Max is mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League. And <laughs> with so much uh, going on with this movie, and you know, we ha- even have a conversation outside of the podcast where I sent you them pictures that you you didn't you never saw. Ooh. And it's like you seen those pictures, and then you think about like what the hell is in this movie, like. <laughs> Like how large scale is this is finna be? Like, because uh, mm-hmm. I've kept up with it closer than you have probably, so I'm aware of oh, yeah, like everything that's that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, what are your thoughts on this damn movie? Like, what do you think it's gonna do? <laughs> like, what do you think is in it? Honestly, uh, I don't even know where to begin, bro. Because, <laughs> um, the the one that got released in tw- was it 2017? Yes, yes, unfortunately. Fortunately, was only two hours, and supposedly this film is gonna be four hours, four hours twenty, four and a half hours, or something like that. Yeah, close to it. Like I, I can't even wrap my brain around a film that's that long. I think I believe the longest film I've ever seen in my life was uh, the Irishman. That's at what was that three and a half hours? Yeah, three and a half. Mm-hmm. So just and. and and people were complaining that I guess BVS, they said BVS was extremely long. The the extended version, mm-hmm. the um, that came out on Blu-ray at three hours. Mm-hmm. So I am like, at every still that I'm seeing that's being released, I I, I don't know what to make of this film. <laughs> besides besides sheer excitement, bro. Like when I'm hearing, um, I believe Zach. It was over the weekend. He was on was it Film Junkie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or. Yeah, when he was talking about how the Joker is going to be a complete different Joker than the Joker we got from Suicide Squad and how I believe they said his character, like once you see his character, you're going to understand why, you know, like just the fact that we're about to see the Joker in the Justice League film interacting with Batman and then you have um, Deathstroke, like I, like this is a nerd, a comic books nerd's like wet dream right here, so, (laughs) and um, And another thing that gets me extremely excited, because when I first, first, first um, heard about Justice League and I and I heard of uh, Zach talk, he always put emphasis on how um, Cyborg is going to be the heart of the of the movie, mm-hmm. and it it always brought me back to Justice League War when um, the foundation of that was um, Cyborg and the Mother Box and interact and Dark Side like he was the main focal point mm-hmm. that he was the glue to that film so anything like that which I'm a huge fan of, of that uh, I'm excited bro I can't wait and then you got I think he he released a picture of Martian uh, Manhunter mm-hmm. bro like like I said I don't know what to make of it it's instead of sheer excitement I can't wait <laughs> oh boy mm-hmm. what about you so you already know how I feel about it you know I be you know. <laughs> I text, I text you stuff, and you know, you see me active on Twitter, always talking about it. even my Instagram, yes. posting screenshots and gifs, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's gonna be a spectacle of a film, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't, it's gonna be crazy, bro. Like, if you just mm-hmm. watch that teaser that Zach had put out, a fandom, like you're watching the movie, mm-hmm. like, what, <laughs> what movie is like? Like, I don't know, I don't know if you do this, but do you you watch trailer reactions? All the time. Yeah, I so, love trailer reactions. Yeah, so after the trailer release, I just spent a whole like few hours just watching trailer reactions to it. And uh, it's these dudes named the Cyber mm-hmm. Nerds. Uh, it's these these black Brits. And um, they was watching. Yes, it. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. And they was watching it, and 
when the dude was like, yo, this is like a whole different movie. What the hell am I watching right now? Like, like it, it was the scene when like the, the it's, it looks like the the earth is, is like, I don't know, getting disintegrated and Flash like turns and he's mm-hmm. looking and they're like, yo, what the f- is going on right here? Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what is going on? And I just, knowing what I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to wrap this up, it's such a moment of like, yes, because mm-hmm. for years, bro, my love for Man of Steel and BVS has been like, you know, those are my two favorite comic book movies in general. And mm-hmm. people just be looking at me crazy like, hey, what do you like those movies for? They have a bunch of unanswered questions. Justice League didn't do anything. <laughs> it, it didn't tie up anything. And I'm just like, look, that's not the version. But now we're about to get the version that was supposed to follow up. And I feel like and know for a fact that a lot of holes that people may have been like wondering, like, well, what's, what's the point of the nightmare sequence? What's mm-hmm. the point of the codex? What's the point of this? This movie is going to tie it all together. And I cannot wait. God. See, yeah, that's what I'm also excited about. Because, like, uh, this film felt so out of place. Like, it, it did not make sense. Like, it's not even... Because I, I know the DCEU is going in a different route. Like, Justice League doesn't even fit that. So, like, it just felt totally out of place. Mm-hmm. Now, something else that, that's also got me excited... Um, after watching Justice League, and you, and you also said uh, Wonder Woman didn't feel the same as she did at BVS, uh, mm-hmm. none of the characters in this ju- in the Justice League release in theater felt like their characters at all. No. Batman felt like a betrayal. Oh, don't even mention uh, Flash <laughs> wasn't 100 Like, Cyborg wasn't Cyborg. And everybody's always so quick. I always see on Twitter, and they always complain about, uh, I guess, how Zack doesn't really know these characters. But, like, can you seriously say that with a straight face after watching Justice League? So, like, that's what I'm excited to see. These characters, like, actually act like their real counterparts. Cause yeah. Some of the scenes in Justice League for that that they gave Batman, bro, it, oof, it made my blood boil. Bro, I wanted to punch something when this, this nigga said. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess something is bleeding. I was like, come on. <laughs> come on. What is it? Oh, I, I, I do not like you. Come on. We're like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't, what? Not, like, like, nigga, what? Like, come on. Where? Sorry. Never seen that in the comics. Never seen that animation. <laughs> like, come on. Stop it. Sorry, guys. I didn't bring a sword. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, uh, like I understand um, that Batman felt remorseful for his actions in BVS. But that was a, compl- that's a, that's a complete 180 of a character that was in Justice League. So, I just want to see... The updated version of Batman from BVS to this, because I'll say I keep saying it whenever I can. That's my favorite version of Batman. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, um, we're talking about uh, Justice League and how big of a scale, you know, it's going to be. Um, and recently, David Fincher, I guess, is not too fond of these big scale, big tempo tempo uh, movies, because according to him. He says that Hollywood only cares about the Happy Meal tentpole blockbusters. <laughs> Do you think there's any truth to that? Yeah. <laughs> this man's been disrespectful lately. Yeah, he been saying some wild stuff. I don't know if it's because uh, yes. he don't have nothing to do because of the, because of the COVID <laughs> and he's just talking just to talk. Uh-huh. But um, it's like, I don't understand him or directness with that statement. And of course, he, I'm pretty sure he doesn't, he, he may mean it a certain way, but the way it's coming off, I just don't get it because I'm like, since the beginning of Hollywood, 
these temple these tentpole blockbuster films have been the ones to provide the money to Hollywood to allow smaller mm-hmm. films to be made. Like, let's mm-hmm. just face it, people are not gonna go out in droves to see an indie drama movie. That ain't that's just not that ain't it. Mm. They could be great. I'm not denying that, but people go out to see these blockbuster movies, and I feel like a little bit of more respect should be put on their names in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can not like it, that's fine, but the industry goes where the money goes. Everybody knows that with any business, mm-hmm. we all know that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like where I'm at with it. And again, he's a legend, so I'm not knocking him, but I just mm-hmm. do think it's a little bit of hurt ego in there, mm-hmm. and I just don't think it's fair to call out these blockbusters that frankly take a shit ton of work to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that'd be my issue with like the oscars how they don't want to like uh give genre films the respect they deserve because these movies take a lot as somebody who shot a five minute short i can only imagine what it's like to shoot a two and a half hour movie with vfx and props and costumes like that takes a lot of work and that's my issue. Yeah. Like, put some respect on it. You know, I may say myself about the MCU, but I know that they, they work hard on them damn movies. That's why I'll never say mm-hmm. one's terrible. I never, I would never say that because I know what it took. But um, that's long-winded. But what you think? Uh, what I uh, like, I, I I agree with everything you say. But um, I also uh, he's not wrong. Hollywood does yeah. pretty much care about the, you know, the Happy Meal Ted Post films. But it's like what you said. That's what's helping to make the smaller budget films. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand his statement. It's it's like, uh, well, duh. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the yeah. beginning of time. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah so I don't, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand where he's going with that. Now, David Fincher, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. He's probably top five for me. But um, after him saying that, I, I took the time and I actually looked at the box office. And yeah, he like I said, he's 100% right. It's all franchise movies, uh, blockbuster superhero movies. I think the closest that that we could get to, which uh, I don't know if you consider this uh, a, a Happy Meal film or whatever he called it, is Bohemian Rhapsody that made over 900 million. Oh yeah, that's that's blockbuster. Uh, so that's a blockbuster and then you have a uh, forrest gump that's at one that's 129 on the list at um like 500 million as well but yeah so i don't understand his statement this was this is well known like you need like for example you need um bvs to make over 800 so you could get their smaller movies like um like the mule a clint eastwood film or something like that like that's how you're able to function that's how as as a studio so yeah, even with mm-hmm. you know even within a comic book genre like you need a aquaman that's mm-hmm. family friendly that can make a billion bucks so you can make, yes so you can make smaller known characters like birds of prey birds of prey didn't make mm-hmm. that didn't make a whole whole lot but the billion mm-hmm. dollars enables that to be made it enables shazam to be made Mm -hmm. and then you got some movies like joker that blow the hell up and it even enables even more movies to be made you know what i'm saying this is all Mm -hmm. under one one studio so you you be like that's that's two million two billion bucks in a year from joker and aquaman you know how much you know how much space that allows these other little films to do like come on yes so, I think to be honest, I think he's still salty that a uh, Fight Club didn't make over two hundred million in the box office. Yeah, but shout, I, and that's man. okay. <laughs> exactly, it's still a classic. Like, I love it. You know what I mean? That, that's 
that's in my top 10 of all time yeah. and like he was able to make a movie like gone girl that i believe was at fox and what how do you think that's possible fox owned x-men back then yes like they had days of future past. like that, that's that's how this that's how hollywood's been run for the longest i think he's just jumping into what um Martin Scorsese said about um, Marvel films or yeah. superhero back. It's, it, it's a dumb argument. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without these movies, do you think your little movies are going to get made? So No, it's not going to happen. But uh, yep. moving on to <laughs> people wilding out here. Uh, <laughs> and just, <laughs> let me not say that, but <laughs> just crazy stuff going on. Um, oh, boy. Uh, so Johnny Depp is being replaced for, uh, mm-hmm. what is it, the... the um, the Harry Potter the joint, yeah, Beast. Fantastic Beast joint. Yeah, he's getting replaced pretty mm-hmm. much because of all the stuff between him and uh, I better call her Mira. That's not her name, Amber. Amber. Yeah, Amber Heard. <laughs> Amber Heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I guess um, Mad Mickelson is replacing Johnny Depp, and um, oh, he's Mad's a great actor, so that's cool. But. All right, let me tread lightly here so I don't offend anybody. Um, go off, go off, brother. Yeah, I, yeah, they sound like it seemed a little hypocritical to me. I, I don't understand why um, he's being replaced. Because um, if 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 it's solely because, unless Warner Brother knows something that we don't know, <laughs> of what happened in court recently, like like why are you jumping the gun? Because I believe that's only one half of the arguments. Because there's another court they do with him and her in the in the states because this was overseas. This was done, mm-hmm. and um, there's been tapes. I, I I'm not sure if you heard it of her and him having conversations about how abusive she was towards him. I believe like she slit his fingertips. She defecated on the bed. She like she physically abused dude, and yet I guess she's still allowed to to be in their movies but for some reason he i guess uh you know is, is not allowed to be in fantastic beasts which i don't really understand because well I, I guess i kind of do understand it but I, I just don't think it's a thousand percent fair oh yeah especially well. with everything not being done like there's another case here like i said that's coming on within the next couple months so i, I to me Warner brother look, looks like hypocrites right now i, I felt they just felt into the pressure because of all this Me Too that's been going around the past couple years mm-hmm. with um, Weinstein and all of that. So whenever somebody cries wolf, when 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 is a certain gender, I guess they get the benefit of the doubt. So I, they seem like hypocrites to me. Mm. What about you? All right. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm glad you brought up the last point about uh, you know. Warner Brothers probably jumping on it quick because of the Me Too movement and you know mm-hmm. with, with the victims and and things like that because that's that's not that's not a joke for you know at all. We want to make at that all. clear that saying that doesn't mean we're demeaning or you know looking down on anybody who is in that movement. That's not at all what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the companies they get a little bit touchy with these situations, and I agree it's not fair for them to automatically boot them out, right? Mm-hmm. But what I will also say is. Being a man, you're supposed to know that though. Since the beginning of time, there's always been mm-hmm. this idea painted, you know, stereotypes for men. Certain things you just don't do as a man. And and mm-hmm. this is not saying 
he's wrong for the actions because they both toxic at the end of the day. They both it's, it's a terrible toxic relationship at the end of the day. That's, that's what mm-hmm. it boils down to. But like my dad always told me, when it comes to to this type of thing, you never as a man you never meet your the woman you're in a relationship with with you never meet her toxicity with toxicity because of this reason right here. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna look good as a man of you firing back in a similar way and, and mm-hmm. being able to give ammo to the other person. You just don't do that. Like if if it's toxic, you, you be quiet and go to court. You know, there's been things about him, you know, there've been text messages that he sent to his homeboy saying some real foul stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not stuff that I'm not even gonna repeat on here because that's how foul it was. And he actually admitted to, to texting that. You got mm-hmm. that, you got him um, you know, cutting cutting himself to make it look certain ways. You got just that, you got the fact that both of them have documentation of when each person was toxic against each other. Yes. It just says to me, like, this situation you shouldn't have met her toxicity if she is like that mm-hmm. you don't meet it bro you're never gonna look good when you argue with a woman in public what's the first thing they, who, who they gonna look at first is being wrong the mouth exactly that's why as a man yeah. you gotta check yourself like look she's being crazy walk away I've had an instance where a girl tried to run up on me before and talk crazy to me back in middle school pointing at my face you know what I did hands mm-hmm. up turn around walk away cause we know I'm not better to be painted in something like that. Anybody can say he was wild and no. As a man, you're supposed to know that. And he should have just sat back and been like, F it. I'm not better. I'm not better to engage in you. I'm going to take your ass to court and this is what's going to happen. But again, mm-hmm. I don't say any of that to excuse either one of them. They both are wrong as hell. Mm-hmm. So my next point, and this is where I got hot at. WB not doing their job, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all looking into this, but what's up with Ray Fisher? Mm. that's my issue again Mm. off top this is two white people a white woman and a man going through a toxic relationship that's playing out in the public at the end of the day they both gonna be fine Mm. regardless of where it goes they're gonna be okay they can work and do other Mm. things ray fisher cannot Mm -hmm. amber heard johnny depp has a catalog of films that they can rely on and keep making them revenue Mm-hmm. Ray Fisher does not. A black mm-hmm. man standing up for racial injustices and they dragging their feet with it. And the reason I bring it up is because Ray Fisher the other day, right? DC tweeted some some something saying heroes use their voice. And Ray mm-hmm. Fisher retweeted like I agree. He had people under his comments saying, "Well, Ray, how come you're not standing up for Johnny Depp?" Stop it. And that's why I'm hot the way I'm in. Cause I'm like, don't ever compare that this to, to this. No, it ain't gonna be that. Mm-hmm. Cause frankly, their relationship is between them. That that's not gonna help anybody else. What, what, what happens with them? It's not. But you know, what will help the, you know the industry and the world is if Ray mm-hmm. Fisher can condemn and get these racist people out of the industry to stop this stuff from happening. Because there's mad folks like me, you, we black. We trying to get into the industry. I don't want to yep. deal with with somebody who's, who's going to give him the same BS that they gave him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, WB, y'all looking into this. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's what you got to do, but what's up with Ray? What's up with with, with that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you you allowing a man to walk who literally said that he lightened the skin in a movie because it was too dark? Like, come on. Bro, that is insane. And you sitting here t- talking to me about two people's toxic relationship? Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm about to go off. I'm, that, that's just my, my, my piece of it. You know, I feel like they're both... It, 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 I agree with you that it is unfair and it's wrong and they need to mm-hmm. let it play out in court. But people out there, stop trying to compare that to to, to, to what Ray's trying to do for, for the film industry. Mm-hmm. And break up this racist stuff. Because that, that pissed me off when I saw people saying that. Like, aggravated the, the, the shit out of me, frankly. See I, didn't even, see, I didn't know that part. I didn't know they were putting two and two together. Yeah. Those, in my opinion, are two polar opposites of each other. You're talking about human... Um, decency and and human right and um racism into domestic abuse like how, how do how do you put two and two in the same category yeah and that's why yeah I, I was mad when i saw it i was like how dare y'all try mm-hmm. and put this two, these two together like that mm. and it, yeah and um yeah but i i i agree man like they're both it, it's it's clear no one, none of them are. They're not innocent. Yeah, at all. Even one of them. Like you said, they both on each exactly. They both have a uh, dirt on each other. Like, uh, if if we're really gonna hold the micro microscope on both of them, they're they're terrible uh, human be- like human being. I, I I'll say it like like some of the shit that they <laughs> what? Uh, okay, <laughs> but um, <laughs> man, I'm seeing some stuff on both sides. I'm like. Huh? Like y'all was together saying this to each other, like, bro. And the things they like, how does that even run through your mind and be like, okay, yeah, this is cool? Like, and listening to the tape, like, how did you talk to each other, bro? I'm like, yo, the disrespect, yo. This, this. <laughs> and um, but on, on Johnny's part though, like, I never understood um, like, like like you said, a man putting hands on a female. That's the most sucker shit of all, like. Like as soon as you you do that, you're no longer a, a man in my opinion. So yeah. mm-hmm. as far as that goes, the way I, I just want Warner Brothers, if you're gonna do one thing to one person, do it to the to the other person as well, because it's clear it was not one sided. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp was not innocent, and she's not innocent. I understand she's probably in a in a bigger movie mm-hmm. uh, than 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 the other. Maybe that's why you haven't acted on it yet, but. I'm not one of those fans that be like, oh, what, what is it? Please fire Amber Heard or whatever. Yeah, nah. yeah. I, I, just look into it. So. Like, I think I don't even think he should be fired for it, honestly. But mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah, so that's how I feel about that. And as as far as um, it, it's funny what you say, like the quickness that they moved with the Johnny Depp case, and then you have Ray Fisher, which clearly, what is it, dotted his eyes and crossed his T's on everything. He, you know, the man got his documents, and yet they're moving as. Uh, like like snails out here, so I don't understand that. Yeah, like that's my issue with it. I'm like everybody talking mm-hmm. about that, but it's, and, it, and it it killed me because the same people who are just up in arms about either side, whether it be mm-hmm. John or or Amber, y'all up in arms to protect them, but y'all y'all silent when it comes to Ray. Oh, um, what guy? A dude literally said I wasn't there, but every time I was around mm-hmm. Josh, he seemed like a really great guy. I'm like, come on, I'm like you you <laughs> really, bro. And that's that's like when you hear um like like somebody say a certain thing oh he, he's never said that word around me when i'm around him no shit like yeah 
okay, because they're gonna show that they're racist in front of everybody. Yeah. That, that's how, that's how racism works. Yeah, exactly. Like, I always always act, you know take back to the statement I said. Like, man, everybody thought John, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was 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 a, 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 a outstanding <laughs> human being, handsome, exactly, uh, charming. But this, he was killing people. Like, come on, like stop. Yes, let's let's not go there. But let me stop. If I get amped up again because I don't that that comparison really had me messed up. Yeah, let me stop before uh, Warner Brothers shuts down this um, this podcast like they shut down the man from Forbes. So. Yeah, they definitely couldn't do it, so uh, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's move on. <clears throat> so this is the wrap-up, <laughs> film wrap-up. <laughs> let's get you a little bit of, of, of rapping here uh, before we get shut mm-hmm. down. So this is supposed to be a versus battle coming up. Mm. I think, is it this? Is it is it tomorrow? Wait a minute, when is it? It's it's this upcoming week. I thought it's like, two, is it tomorrow or Tuesday? One, it's a wonderful. It's one of them. It's, it's soon, pretty much. Yeah. And it's supposed to be Jeezy versus mm-hmm. T.I.P. Mm-hmm. What's your speculation? Who do you think is going to come home with the win, um, and why? This is um, this is the battle that T.I. should have went for from the start. I don't know why my man's went after 50 yeah. in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Buster Ryan tried to challenge him. I, I didn't understand that. Jeezy and T.I. is the perfect uh, versus battle. And um, to the point that, like, since it came out, I've been 50-50 on it, who I think is going to win. Because um, when Jeezy and T.I. first came out, <clears throat> I was living up north um, in Jersey, so... For me to actually listen to somebody from the South back then, they they had to be, you know, nice. Mm-hmm. So it was always uh, Luda, T.I., and Jeezy were the, you know, besides Outkast and all in that, or, or the rappers that I that I paid focus to. So if I'm going to have to pick between two, and, you know, it's 20 rounds, I, I'm going I'm to I'm slightly give it to T.I., in mm, my opinion. Okay. And I think it's going to be... It's gonna be a close one. It's probably gonna be like the um, Snoop and DMX one, probably 11, 9, mm-hmm. 12, 8, but I, I, I see 11, 9, if anything. What about you? So this better be a good one. I'm, I'm going with Jeezy with the win. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm going like a blowout or close? No, it won't be a blowout. It'll be close. It, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I just think what. I think Jeezy, which was going to make him kind of get the edge is because his voice is just better, in my opinion, T.I.'s. Like, mm-hmm. they can release, mm-hmm. you know, some of the same records, but Jeezy's voice just is it's just different, man. Like, mm-hmm. the type of shit that he talks, it's just like... And um, I, I'll say T.I. does have more of, like, I guess the international hits and, you know, mm-hmm. worldwide hits. He definitely, I think, has more of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... You know when you when he plays, now why you wanna go and do that, look? Huh? Hey, now why you no, wanna ma. go and do that, look? And then Jeezy fires back <laughs> with uh, uh, Soul Survivor. It's kind of like, <sighs> you know, okay. it's, it's just I don't know. It's just the difference in how I don't Jeezy shit is just harder. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it's just harder. And I just don't know what T.I. is really going to do with that. He got hard mm-hmm. records too, but Jeezy voice just slapped, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, from that standpoint, I, I, I could see where you're coming from. But like like you said, though, T.I. had the 
bigger hits. The only way I could kind of see T.I. losing if he did what um Snoop did is by not throwing all his hits out and like just throwing like these mediocre like joints that he personally likes more. Because if that's the case, you're going to leave the door open for T.I. to come in. Because I, I, I don't think T.I. Um, Jeezy to come in. I don't think Jeezy could compare hit for hit with uh, T.I. at all. Like he, he's had the bigger... Like his catalog is crazy as far as hits goes. Yeah, it's true. Like if you're talking about hit battle, it's gonna go to Ti. Yes. And see, that's the part that I'm wondering about because Ti does mm. have the hits, but the hits he has aren't necessarily mm. like hard records. So I just wonder true. how. In- They're more pop. Yeah, I, I wonder how imbalanced it's gonna sound when Ti mm. plays. You know, so live your life. Hey, hey. <laughs> great record, like a hundred percent. But it's just like. When Jeezy put on some super hood shit, like, because uh, Jeezy could literally play that, that Kanye West record. Uh, 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 was you saying something? Like, he, he could play that, and I'm just like, uh-huh. you can't tell me nothing. He, yeah, it's just like, the balance is going to be off. So I'm really interested to see, and I just feel like the mm-hmm. balance being so off, I think TI mm-hmm. records are going to sound cool, but when Jeezy responds with that, it's just like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Like, this hit me in my soul harder, so it's gonna be super interesting, man. I agree. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be close, and um, it's probably gonna be. I don't, I, I don't see it better being better than the DMX and Snoop one, but it's 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 probably gonna be number two in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that DMX. So I'm, is I'm fire. by far. So uh, uh, well, switch topics a little bit. And this one is a more of a serious uh, topic than than we just spoke about. Me and you, you definitely more than me because you a full flesh, uh, you a rapper, rapper. I just listen to the music. <laughs> but um, with us uh, like paying attention to the rap game for as long as we have, we've noticed a trend with this genre more than any genre that is, and it's the fact that it's so dangerous to be a rapper and even now sadly more than ever you would have thought with biggie and pop and big l and i'm dying back then off gun violence you would have thought oh yeah that's the height of what is it j uh master j dying of gun violence back then you would have thought like wow yo it, it can't get worse than that but this week alone seven day period king von died uh last friday or thursday from gun violence mm. um a dallas rapper i think his name was mo died of gun violence he got ran out on the freeway bro in the freeway in bright daylight got killed mm. today benny got shot in his leg bro me the butcher uh yes got shot in his leg in an attempted robbery in Damn. houston Boozy got shot or shot at one of them. I think he got shot yesterday. And I forgot somebody else got shot too. Oh, Boozy got shot yesterday? Yeah. Oh, you you know what's crazy about that? You know why he got shot going to the funeral or celebration of the dude that got killed in the freeway that I just told you about? Damn. This this a one-week period. King Von, Benny, Boozy, the Mo dude. And I know I'm forgetting somebody. And not to mention earlier this year, we had Pop Smoke die, gun violence. Last year or two years ago, um, Nip, 
gun violence, exaxion gun violence. I'm saying all this. I know it's being long-winded. Why is it that we're continuously hearing about rappers getting shot or murdered in this genre? And you don't hear that any other genre. You don't hear it R&B. You don't hear it pop. You don't hear it rock. You don't hear it like... It's only rappers in the rap in the hip hop genre. Why is that? Why is the why is the rap game so dangerous? Damn. Well. Yeah. That's funny. I had an answer, but just, you just telling me all that stuff was like, damn. Exactly. All in a one week period, bro. Benny got shot today. Yeah, I think it was today or yesterday night. I think it was today. I'm looking now. I said three hours ago. Yeah, so yeah, today. And Boosie got shot at the, man. Yes. Ah, boy. Um, damn, that's crazy. I, I, I think mm-hmm. it starts from, um, it, it boils down to like back in the day, you know, it's, it's about to seem soapbox-ish or woke-ish, but it's the truth, man. Like, um, you know, it's the way black people have been positioned in, in this system since slavery. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. you know, you had the house nigga who started mm-hmm. as a field nigga but worked his way up to that point. And, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, field, the field niggas feel some type of way about it. Mm-hmm. And while back then they never did anything, or hell, it may have, stuff may have happened, but we don't know. You know they may have tried to sabotage the one in the house. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. But it's that mentality that continues to grow, you know, and as we get into these neighborhoods, it's, you know, slavery abolishes and we're in bad situations. We're always in that mode of like, take, take, take. And unfortunately, that's where hip hop stemmed from. Hip hop stemmed from the, you know, the, 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 the lower income, unfortunate people. Mm-hmm. And it's just that damn crabs in a barrel mentality man like uh it sucks that it's just it's just that dangerous man like uh that's, that's the only way i could mm-hmm. you can see it coming from uh oh that's crazy what, what, what you think i can't even process yeah man i, I could tell like you, you didn't see that you didn't see all that coming but yeah but it, it's sad but um it's the truth what you said man and i think it's a little more than that because um uh like when when i say Hip hop is more dangerous, and I and I give you all these examples of pop, rock, and all that. What's the difference between all of that? Rap and hip hop is primarily dominated by African Americans, Black people. So it's a Black culture. Like um, a lot of these rappers, they come from the hood. Mm-hmm. So, and these are like, like the rappers, rap the rappers that are getting shot at, like Pop Smoke, uh, Benny, and all of that. Their type of music is considered gangsta rap yeah and i feel like that's the issue right there you have a category called gangsta rap like you're glorifying being a certain uh, a certain lifestyle and like it started from nwa way back then like tupac all of them like it being gangster in the streets and and like shooting people robbing people murdering people has always been glorified mm-hmm. in hip-hop and uh these kids growing up they hear this and they can't do they can't see like like realize okay this is just on wax and they and they take it as gospel 
and they try to live out what they hear. And, and, and I think it's that simple as that. Like, it's just been glorified all these years. Like, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, like, every song, he's talking about shooting somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a song like, dedicated so, to it called Heat. <laughs> exactly. See, I, like, so... Dump it, cock it, and blow your brains out? Like, and you, like... And, and that's in 2003. And then King Von, um, like... <laughs> I went back because I, I don't listen to King Von. I like he's not my type of music, but um, with him dying and everybody was like, you know, when everybody somebody dies, they always you know praise them, saying, "Oh man, this guy was in the come up, this in the third. So I'm like, okay, let me listen to him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm listening to him every single track. He's talking about robbing or murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I'm a bit. I, I believe in a be like. Whatever you put out in the universe, it comes be back. careful what you put. Exactly, because like all these rappers that I'm, you know, mentioning, Pop Smoke, he's a he's a New York Crip, Nipsey, he's a LA Crip, like all these dudes come from a certain lifestyle, and it's glorified in their music, and you know, I, that's it's as simple as that to me. I'll put one past that though. I think. I don't even think mm-hmm. it, I, I think it, it ended up ingraining itself in the culture, gangster rap. It's just a part of culture, um, mm-hmm. of the culture per se. Um, mm-hmm. Since it started there, because people, you know, look back at mm-hmm. Curtis Blow and people look at him like, oh, he's just rapping. No, but if you listen to what he's actually saying and the content, still some gangster shit in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's just so ingrained in the culture to the point where, like I said, I, I rap and I've never mm-hmm. ever been classified or classing myself as a gangster gangster rapper i don't you know i don't talk about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but it's so ingrained in a culture even mm-hmm. if excuse me even if you got to go to a showcase or, or you're going to a show you're opening up for a big act mm-hmm. you're still going to be in that damn crowd within that mm-hmm. culture of gangster even though you're not a, you ain't even about it and that's the thing that you know mm-hmm. it's just something like you said it's ingrained in the culture and you can't it's hard to escape, even if you're not on that type of time. I've been places and performed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not part of that life, but it got shot up. Mm. I had nothing to do with that. Damn. You you heard my music before? I did. I don't I don't say nothing crazy, but I was somewhere that got people got in fight arguments mm-hmm. and somebody sprayed sprayed some 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 joints up and they had nothing to do with that. And, what were you gonna say? No, I I somewhat agree with you. But um, I, I you said uh, gangster rap, it's 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 ingrained in them. But uh, you you can talk about certain activities without glorifying it. For example, we had a conversation, I believe, a, a couple weeks ago. When we were actually talking about gangster rap itself, because I was talking about Meek Mills and all of that, mm-hmm. and you brought up ASAP Rocky, because you consider him gangster rap, right? Yeah, I, I, I also put him in there. But I don't see. But his gangster rap is not like all these artists that I just spoke of. I don't feel like he's he's the tough guy that's that's showcasing how gangster he is, or like all these other rappers. Nip, Nip, Nipsey's talking about the gang life. Pop Smoke is talking about like you don't have to glorify it and still like you you could still be part of the culture without glorifying it. J Cole talks about his upbringing, 
J. Cole's not from the suburbs. Like he like the area he grew up of that's considered the hood. Like you, it doesn't have to be glorified. I feel like you could you could you certain people choose to glorify it and like if you put that type of energy out there, it's gonna come back at you tenfold, in my opinion. Oh no, you're hundred percent right about that. Like um mm-hmm. when you glorify it and you put it in your music, that's it can come back. But I guess my mm-hmm. statement was just coming from that gangster rap is still in, was, was, is ingrained into like the, the upbringing of the culture you still I agree you know you don't you don't like have just, to talk about mm-hmm. it you know if you don't want to because you don't have to like i'm not a gangster mm-hmm. rapper but it's just part of if you think about black artists right you know rappers mm-hmm. for the majority even though they may not they may not be talking about committing some gangster stuff mm-hmm. they're talking about experiencing it somehow or way or another mm-hmm. it's always spread through every rapper that's true. You know, like J. Cole, he don't talk about doing no gangster stuff, but he always got a mm-hmm. homeboy that was selling weed. He got a homeboy yeah. who was who was robbing people. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick, he he wasn't necessarily in it, but he just talked about his experiences with it. Um, people around him and people thinking that he's part of that, even though he ain't got nothing to do with it. And yeah. I think that's just, you know, if you don't glorify, of course, you know, it don't come back, but it's so ingrained into the culture. You know, always talk. You know, see people saying that we need to leave that behind, mm. and it's like you, that's hard, though. Yeah, it's it's hard when it's ingrained in the culture because you got people who are actually from that life, so they feel like they can talk about mm. it. You know what I mean? And you got some others that want to stray away from it, but they, you know, it's still a part of them. And yeah, it's just it all it all yeah. it all boils down to systematic racism and, and and where we came from in this country that is true like that's where we're all from. a product of our environment yeah that's where it, it literally comes from unfortunately yeah. like everybody grew up in a tough um system like <laughs> I, I wish i could have said i grew up in the suburbs and i, I was born in a suburb that's the farthest thing bro I, but, i'll um, do you one better I, I was i'm from the suburbs dog Mm-hmm. And that's why I say it's ingrained in the culture because you had people in my neighborhood who felt the need to just act tough mm-hmm. and be something they not when you ain't really got you. You in the suburbs, bro, mm-hmm. and you get influenced. Like you said, like just like you said, the people who now get influenced by the music, they got influenced by the music back then. Exactly. Wanting to gangbang and you, you know, your, your mama bringing home like sixty k a year. You know what I mean? And it's just like. <laughs> Exactly, like all these other like races, they, I feel like they listen to like these type of music because they, they want to hear like feel like they're part of it, not actually being part of it. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, it's a tour so, guide. It's a, it's a exactly. It's a sad, sad thing. And to be honest, bro, I don't see like it's so deeply ingrained in us and in the culture. I don't see it ex- like changing anytime soon like i'm saying all of this and 50s one of my favorite rappers in all time yeah it, it, like like i still lit like i still knowing all that i know like i still gravitate towards that you get what i'm saying so i guess you're 100 right it's just so ingrained it's hard to kind of like knock it off like yeah uh, it's, it's it's saddening you know you know you want to mm-hmm. see change and it's just like what the, what the hell do we do to change it and then I don't have the answers. That's for sure. I, I certainly don't. Like it's dangerous. Like being a rapper nowadays. Like it's not. It's, it's almost not even worth it. Like dude's dying at 26, 28. I think Pop Smoke was twenty years old when he died, bro. He was twenty. Twenty years old when he died, bro. 
Exactly. Well, King Von was 26. The dude that died was 28. Like, all these dudes is young, bro. And it's and and another reason why um I say like it's what you put out there. Nipsey, I know you don't listen to Nipsey in one of his songs. He was talking about one of his homies at Gang Bang. He was like, "How you die thirty something after banging all these years? Like how you die thirty something after banging all these years?" And dude banged all these years, and guess what? He died at thirty something. Like right after that was the latest song that he dropped, and then he died after that. Mm. It's it's crazy, bro. So. But uh, yeah, this is a little heavy a topic, so I let you I let you handle the la- the next one. <laughs> All right, I gotta get out of this mood because it's like yeah, ex- exactly. It is, and again, I'm not not to keep harping on it, but it's just like me and you are of rap music, and yes, we're of the culture, and we see it right mm-hmm. there. Like we just see it. Like why can't we do something to change it? And it's like it's so deep rooted. And the worst part now, though. It's the youth, bro. That's and they be like, wild. Oh my god, for no reason. Like I keep going. With, like what's what sparked this uh, topic is the King Von uh, murder. The dude that shot him, that's in jail right now, is only twenty two years old, bro. That's what I'm saying, like, and the dude he was fighting with, like, was twenty. Like all these dudes are young kids. Like, like <laughs> to the point that. I don't know if you're familiar with the Chicago drill scene. Yeah, I am. Well, not heavily, but I'm, I'm, I'm aware yeah. of it. Yeah. But the violence part, like, to a point, they call Chicago shy rap. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Yeah. Assault rifle weapons and... and... Yeah, because uh, one year, there were more murders and deaths in Chicago than there was in, in Iraq in one year, bro. I can believe it, man. And, you know. That's that's insane, bro. It, it goes and back to the systematic stuff, man. Like, I just don't think. Because I'll always say, bro, it's systematic government doing this type of thing. Yes. Because there's no reason why mm-hmm. black people in the hood should have automatic weapons that fire 50 rounds per minute. Mm-hmm. Like, why do these why do these little black kids have military-grade weapons? I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are they getting that from? Hell, I got my own stories, but I ain't gonna say it on air. But this, this stories that uh, I know about back in Virginia about stuff that used to happen, where people used to get like mm-hmm. some of the same stuff, and I'm like, that shouldn't happen. And the sad part is, like, we're both from like different corners of the earth, and I got those exact same stories, bro. Yeah, you know, like, why does this man? And that's the sad part. Like, why does this dude have a have have a have a AK forty seven? Well, why does he have it? Yep. Why does he have a, Why does he have these weapons? And why is he? Why can't he get his hands on him? Like that's a problem, man. And another thing, like it's so sad to see, like the Crips and the Bloods to see where, like where they first started from, like the reasoning, of, like the beginning of a Crip to, to what it is now. Uh-huh. It, it's it's crazy. Like everything's flipped on his head, and I don't see any 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 sunlight. Like like I said in this past week, four to five people. Like the well-known, not not your up-and-coming artists, like well-known people getting shot and killed and all that. So, oh boy, let's move on to something else. Oh uh, man, <laughs> shit. Uh, okay, so if you were stuck on an island, right? Mm-hmm. You can only listen to one rapper's catalog. Who would it be? Jesus, 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 Jesus. I know. I don't know why I'm so stuck on this, but. If there's one artist, it's between 
this is probably me personally because I'm a humongous Eminem fan. I love Eminem. <laughs> really? I, I, I don't think I ever told you that, have I? No. <laughs> yeah, like, I love M, bro. Like, his first three albums, especially his first two, some of my favorite stuff ever. And then, I'm, a, I'm, a th- I'm, about, I'm about to throw another monkey wrench into this. I think this man has the best first four to five album run, and that's Kanye. Mm. Yes. So, me, like, if I'm stuck in the island... I'm not gonna want to listen listen to a rapper that only has like one or two joints that you know I, I'm gonna get tired. Mm-hmm. So in saying all this, I'm gonna just say Jay Z. <laughs> Cause longevity, bro. <laughs> I said all that just to go back to Jay Z because that's a safe answer and it's a safe answer because this man is is possibly known as the greatest rapper of all time, bro, and it's for a reason. This man is 50 years old and he's still dropping heat. Mm-hmm. And his catalog is insane bananas, bro. Right, like right, that album he dropped earlier this year, bro. It, my point exactly. Mm. Like this man, like how you 50 years old and you started what when you were early 20s. So yeah, um, solely because of his category and longevity. Because if I'm stuck on the island, I don't wanna I don't wanna listen to a rapper that only got two, three joints. Mm-hmm. Kanye, like he he put like he had four joints in there, but his last two albums, I don't, man, I don't even know what to. And and Eminem, he's been like the past five, to five, eight years, he's been on some shit. So <laughs> for real, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like so I'm pretty sure we probably got the same answers though. Uh, oh, you know it. I, 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 oh, exactly. You know it, like hold. I man. tried though. I tried my hardest. I'm like, cause I'm like, I know this dude gonna get hove. It's obvious. Hove unbeatable, man. Like. Exactly. I don't even think he's a safe answer. I just think he's the right answer because it's just like, it, arguably, every album is like, at least at, at the bare minimum, is decent. Yep. And he has so many different sounds. Like, like, like you know, people don't. I, I, I know people aren't really hot on that record. Now, what's the record he dropped? Uh, Holy Grail. Yeah, people ain't really hot on that record, right? I love that one. That shit is hard, bro. Like, f with me. I exactly. Like, I bought it. I ran yes. that song about like three times when I first heard it. I was like, this is bananas, dog. You know what's my favorite joint on that? Because oh, I, I can't remember the name, but I'm, I hope you remember. It's a joint on there, but he it's not finished, though. It was only like a minute of it. Because I remember the story. Like, they never got to finish it. Yeah, I, I, I need to... Because he was, he was like, uh, he's like, uh, some, some if you're taking long, we better be Beyonce. Then we get... Yes. That was hard. Woo! I love like like stuff like that. Like people can consider his that album like not his best, but yet you still could get like five or six tracks from it that's straight fire. Personally, there's only like the only song. There's only like a few songs that I don't like on that album because niggas act like Mm -hmm. that one record, Heaven. Remember that record? Have you ever been to heaven? Like, bro, what? How how do you like? uh, Are you you hearing that? Mm -hmm. That record, my favorite joint on there is Picasso, baby, fucking fire. God. That beat though, that beat, bro. Mm, doom, doom, doom. Man, like that's classic hove, man. Yes. One of Picasso in my casa, man. That album was fire. I don't care what anybody that's said. What I say. I'm like, I mean, I love that album. Like, he had a Jamaican joint too on there too. That's, Brown. I can't remember. Yes. 
Tell me. Bro, that album was fire. Yo, you know what? I think I'm going to listen to that shit tonight. Yeah. Oh, unbeatable, bro. Like, and then you got Tom Ford. Like, yes. That album was fire. God damn. I'm glad you brought that up. I remember. The reason I remember that album is because I was in transition from moving to South Carolina to Atlanta during that time. Mm -hmm. And that was the album that was playing like heavily when it first came out. Mm -hmm. I was like, this album slapped for me. Like, you know what I remember most about that album is a promotion before it, because I remember it was a. I was watching the Heat Finals. I believe that. I believe that's around the year they played uh, San Antonio or whatever. And then um, it, they went to commercial break, and then nobody knew Ho was gonna drop an album, right? So you just hear the Ho come out, and he's he's like, I think he was like mum humming some shit. And then you see Pharrell, then you see Timberland. And then you see Swiss, and you're like, well, hold up, what's going on? And then they're like, boom, album coming, such and such, bro. Mm-hmm. Bro, the hype for that shit, man. I, I, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. <laughs> like you said, I'm about to listen to that. <laughs> and I might bump like, I have to. Shit, to be real with you. Shit, yeah, but yeah, we got the same answer. I, I knew, the, I was trying, bro. I'm like, man, because me and you, uh, I, I don't know what it is. We be having like the same answers. I'm like, I know for a fact. Like, I didn't even have to ask him. Like, he going to pick hope. But let me, yeah. let me try to do something different, but. Like, I, I had like, to. Bro, is like, I'm, I'm going through his discography right now. It hit, I'm, it, mm-hmm. Newest to oldest. 444. Holy Grail. Fire. Watch the Throne. Fire. Blueprint mm-hmm. 3. Ooh. Blueprint 1 mm-hmm. and 2. American Gangster. Kingdom yes. Come. The Black mm-hmm. Album. Giffen the. <sighs> Volume 2? My point exactly. Reasonable Doubt? And you don't even get. There you go. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he has the best rap discography of all time. And it's not even close, though. It's not. And, and the thing about Jay is, I, what gives him even more points is I feel like he's a better rapper now than he was back then. Yeah, and that's weird, too. Which is, this is why he is the GOAT. It took me a while to admit that, bro. I ain't gonna lie. But, um, because you see a lot of these rappers that like that were hot back then the little wings mm-hmm. m&ms Kanye west even 50 they all burnt out at a point like m now and m back then you could tell he got worse little wayne now like i don't even gotta say anything about that yeah, yeah. kanye like my man running for president you know yeah mm-hmm. and 50 50 focusing on tv like but but jay-z minus Jay Z and not Nas is not as good as he was back then, but he hasn't fallen off to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like some of some of these rappers. Is, but it's unprecedented to me. Jay Z is the LeBron James of the rap game, bro. Like it don't matter. Like they're going against Father Time, bro. It doesn't matter for real. Like I'm telling you, them verses on the album earlier this year, I was listening to Hove. Like <laughs> what? What did he say? He said uh, <laughs> Rock Nation brunches for. He said Rock Nation brunches for each. Uh, my homies hove created his own Easter or something. I was like, this nigga is wild. Mm-hmm. And like, and yeah, you, like anybody asked me, who, who's your favorite rap artist? Hove easily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. that simple. I don't think nobody's better than him. I don't, I don't think, no, he's the best overall rap artist. I'm sorry. Yep. And it's crazy though. Even his uh, throwaway verses, some people would say like, I don't know if you like pound cake, the, the joint that he got with Drake, bro, he snapped on that to he me. He killed that. Yeah, people call that a throwaway uh, a verse. I thought he, whew. 
I don't think people just listen to Jay because he don't. Because think about Jay. He though, had that. I love about mm-hmm. Jay is he he raps so naturally good that it seems mm-hmm. like he's not trying. <laughs> it comes off as like he's just saying stuff, but it's like mm-hmm. n- no, like like for instance that, o- that not, not Oscar. What's it? What's it? Otis? Yes. Arm out the window as I'm whipping. I maneuver slow. Cock back. Snap back. See me cut through the holes. Mm. Like the whole back end reference is references to football. Mm-hmm. Cock back. Quarterback. Snap back. See my see a cut through the like. To the average listener, it's just sound he's just talking. But I'm like, it's mm-hmm. more going on to what he's saying than what you just thinking. That's what I love about it. Like his verses, like they're double entendres or whatever you would like it's not just one meaning to what like he like that what was it uh mr nice watch that joint he had with j cole like like this this man like he i don't know what it is like whenever he's on a track with another rapper that's known to be nice this man tries to kill him bro mm-hmm. i love that 50 years old do spitting like he's 35 the drought i wish you well mm. Survived the drought. I wish you well. How sick am I? I wish you health. <laughs> I wish you wealth. I wish you insight so you can see for yourself, man. Mm. I hope to go and like easily. Oh, yeah. So, well, in agreement there, which I, I try my hardest, but you know it's common sense, bro. I, I, I'll, I'll be lying if I said otherwise. Yeah, it, it's. it's well, uh, yeah. So sticking on to music, we've been gone for what, two two weeks and a half, so you got plenty of time to listen to some joints. What's new on your rotation? What have you been listening to? Boy, it, my my rotation is crazy. <laughs> uh oh, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. randomly, for like the last week and a half, and I still kind of have been listening to it. I've been heavily listening to mm-hmm. '80s music for some reason. I don't know why. Really? But yeah, I've been listening to like eighties, like uh, Bobby Brown, like that album. Uh, <laughs> okay. What's that album? Shit, what's the name of it? Um, his first joint with "Every Little Step I Take." I take you. Yes. Little. I've been listening to that album like crazy because my wife she been bumping it, and it just be like, mm-hmm. I, it just falls onto me. Listen, every little step I take. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to like R like eighties R and B, eighties pop music. Um, 80s hair bands, rock music like the Scorpions mm-hmm. and uh, who else? Who's the other group? Uh, Van Halen. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, I don't know why I've been in that vibe. I, don't, I really don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been that. And then recently you text me, uh, you know what, some Twitter question about who's mm-hmm. better between Schoolboy and ASAP. Yes. And. I actually have been listening to ASAP's first album. What is that? Long Live ASAP. Yeah, the joint with uh, Goldie on it. That album. Oh I, yes. I haven't heard. I haven't listened to that album in a minute, minute. And since you showed me that, I've been playing it. I'm like, this album is like really mm-hmm. good. Like, yep. This album is like extremely good. So that's pretty much what I've been listening to. Uh, what about you? Yeah, um, around this time of the year, like mid-November, early December, I usually um, try to go back and listen to like albums I missed throughout the year, mm. like the, whatever that came out that that fell through the cracks. So like I usually use this and you know 
early December so I could get a feel of what came out this year. So that's what I've been doing the last two weeks, just listening to joints that came out this year. And I listened to three albums in particular. I'm pretty sure none that you're like. <laughs> so uh, the first one was, um, what's the name? 21 Savage and Metro, the one that they dropped. Oh, that album's all right. Oh, really? I, I didn't expect you to like that um Yo, that production, bro. Yeah. For that first beat. Metro boot. Oh, my God. I had to stop the car when I heard that. I was like, oh. <laughs> the only problem, it was a little too long for me, yeah, bro. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know what it is with, with me now. Uh, me and longer albums, uh, no, I'm it feels so unnecessary. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like past 12 to me. Like, past 12. Yes. Too it, much. It, like, your sound becomes... That's what happened with this album. Your sound becomes redundant. It sounds like the same... Like I heard this track already. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, another one that I listened to that I know for a fact that you don't you didn't listen to is YG's um, album. I believe it's four hundred. No, I ain't picked that one. Yeah, because I I don't know if you listen to YG or not, but um, his first two albums were straight fire, and then ever since that he's been you know dropping a bunch of uh, nonsense here and there, and uh, this one is a, a little better non. It's still nonsense, but it's you know it's a little better. <laughs> <laughs> like he, I don't know. I, I guess he probably had a ghostwriter for his first two albums, and they had a falling out because dude ain't sound the same since. And um, you think he got a ghostwriter? Because <laughs> bro, because I know you don't. I don't know if you ever even listened to him. His first two albums is fire, bro. Like fire, fire. And then he came out with I can't remember the name of it. It was some joint. Him and uh, DJ Mustard collabed on. It was garbage. And then he dropped another one after that. Like the sound. Now it's more partying and all that shit. But um, his second one, I, I believe it's called Still Brazy. Yeah. It had it had um Terrence Martin produce a lot of it. It had a lot of a soulful jazz like beat to it. Like that album was fire, bro. Mm. But now it's more uh, you know the party club music, which I guess which is cool. But you know, and then last but not least, <laughs> I, I I listened to this earlier today actually in preparation. For this topic and that was logic no pressure <laughs> <laughs> and i did it because you know like i actually heard some buzz about this album which is surprising to me because logic uh he's like a lot of rap like i can't listen i have to listen to dude in doses to me because <laughs> his <laughs> his subject matter to me like dude makes no sense like uh com- crying about being biracial like dude i don't come don't on bro you think I, I i don't yeah, exactly. But surprisingly, though, this album was not bad, bro. No pressure. Um, it was it was produced by No ID. You know, I No ID. Exactly. That's all I got. The the production in here is top tier production. His rapping, um, uh, it's it's typical, um, logic. And what I mean about that, he ho- he overly tries to. To me, he tr- he tries to be. A J. Cole or Kendrick stand too much. He has his identity is it, it's missing at some aspects. But I feel like this is the first album where I could when it if it, it felt like I heard like Logic being Logic, and of course this is supposedly his last album. It's not a bad listen. I I enjoyed it a lot more than I did, but it, I think it's primarily because of of the um the beats because there's some Erica Badu samples in there. I forgot. I think Outcast as well. Like. The beat, the beats were fire, bro. Mm. But those were the three joints that I listened to. 
Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Logic, man. <laughs> I told you none of these like you you probably listen to like that. I'm I'm gonna uh, leave you with Logic to tell me about it. Uh, so. <laughs> so again, film wrap up. So let's move on to the visual uh-huh. side. Uh, what have you watched for these two weeks? Yeah. Besides the damn election. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a movie in itself, bro. Um, I watched uh, I watched uh, shit, what did I watch? I watched a lot of movies off streaming and um, Netflix. I watched what was it? There's this movie called Who? How did I forget the name? It's with uh, Ian McGregor. Oh, the Impossible or something like that. It's about um, him and his family going to Thailand. And, um, you know, they're on a family vacation. And it's a real story, I guess, while they're vacationing, a tsunami came. And you think the story is going one way, like they're, you know, family vacationing, but it turns into a survival movie mm, okay. where, like, they have to survive. Like, and when I'm telling you this family goes through some shit, bro, <laughs> God damn. Like, you, it's rated R, so you've seen, like, tree branches going through the body like like flesh hanging out and stuff like that so yeah it's on netflix it's a it's a good little watch i was bored you know just pop that on and um i also watched another movie it's called it was what's the name of it? it's from the dude from brooklyn 99 adam sandberg i don't know do you know who he is yeah yeah i know this one yeah, it's damn. I just watched it. What's the name? It's uh, Palm Springs. It's on. It's on Hulu. Oh, I've been hearing about that movie. Bro, that movie is fire. Really? That movie is fire. Yes. Okay. And and that's coming from. I do not like Adams. Um, Sandberg's synth, like type of humor at all. I I don't I don't find him that funny. And um, I love the concept. It's it's something that's been done over and over again. I don't want to tell you what it is at all because once it happened I'm like wait a minute like I, I had no clue but it's comedy fantasy mystery I just leave it at that because if I were to dove in because I don't know if you if you you know want to watch this but if I were to dove in like I'll, I'll spoil it for you I think you should go in there cold and check it out if you do want to watch it it's a real good funny uh mystery-ish type film I enjoyed it Palm Springs Palm Springs bro yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. I said the same thing. I only watched it because I heard all the hype. And um, now the best movie I watched was a classic, one of my all-time favorite, Gran Torino. Oh yeah, I saw you tweet that the other day. Yes. And I don't know, I don't know why. Like I've seen it a, a while ago, but upon watching the game, bro, I love this movie even more, bro. Mm. Like this is possibly. Clint Eastwood's best film to date, bro. Like it's, mm. if I had a gripe, my only gripe would be is the um, the unknown actors they have to play the Asian um, family. Like you could tell it's one of their first times acting. So yeah, it like when you and then you're acting aside Clint Eastwood, which is one of Hollywood's great. So it you could you could tell like yeah, you know, I, I this probably his first gig, but. Everybody knows the movie, you know it's classic. Loved it, so. I bet. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's all the movies I watch, and besides watching The Mandalorian, I don't know if you watch those. Did you watch that? No, nah, I don't watch it. Uh, I, well, I've actually been yeah. meaning to go back and watch the first season, 
but I'm just not huge in Star Wars. Mm. Like, it don't really pull me, uh, pull me in. Yeah, and it's and it's a lot of Star Wars lore in it. But the one thing I could say, because you said you're not big on Star Wars, it's a little. It has to do with a bounty hunter, so it's a little, I say, a tad bit edgier than your typical stores, you know, like space adventure type stuff. So you know, the funny thing, about but I wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. No, go on. No, I was saying the funny thing about Star Wars is I've seen all of them, but I'm just not like a huge fan, like oh, fan like that for real, for. Okay, so you might be able to keep up, but um, yeah, but like for fit being a TV show and it and it it's not really following Jedi's and all of that is following. The Mandalorian, which is you know bound hunter hunter type of stuff, it's it's it, I, I like that aspect of it. So it, it's it's a good show. I would I'm not gonna recommend it to everybody if you're not you know deep into the Star Wars world like that. But I enjoy it. It looks visually yeah. Cool. So what about you? Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's gorgeous, yeah, bro. I, like, I, I wouldn't watch it that alone. It look, looks like it looks great. So yes, they spent some money on it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so what did you watch? It's funny, like you said, November. You have like a a, a, a uh, go to movies like you that you do watch. I kind of do the same thing, because mm-hmm. um, you know October be stocked full of like literally for me, it's stocked full of just specific Halloween horror movies. That's all I watch. Mm-hmm. So when November comes, I'm like, okay, the cap's off. I watch whatever. So uh, mm-hmm. I've been watching Shutter a lot. Like uh, those who don't mm-hmm. know, I put a YouTube video out talking about Shutter. Uh, the services mm-hmm. it's like a horror service with like horror everything like movies tv shows all that stuff so i've just mm-hmm. really binging that and man spit some good shit on there uh <laughs> from the exclusives what's the exclusive i watched uh i watched this movie called host mm-hmm. that is a fantastic one man that's uh, so good it's like uh it takes place during covid and it's this group of friends that do like a seance over like zoom call mm-hmm. and pretty much it, it goes wrong <laughs> but i like it because for one it's short it's only an hour long and uh it's a found footage film so it works it works it works perfectly to me i love it mm-hmm. i watched that uh this movie called blood vessel which is just some soldiers in the 1940s or something like that stumble across a boat and stuff goes wrong so i need to know this trilogy of 80s movies called the maniac cop <laughs> it's so great man. maniac cop yeah they're like they're like like cheesy bad good like horror movies to watch okay this cop is dead he comes back from the dead how i don't know and he's just murking people off and it's just great um <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally so entertaining <clears throat> okay and outside of horror what have i watched outside of horror i, had, I just had it in my head a second ago I watched uh, again. I watched Wonder Woman, like I told you earlier. I watched that. Mm-hmm. Such a great movie. Excuse me. Um, I watched Jason versus Freddy on Friday. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I saw you post that. Yeah, that movie is just a riot, man. <laughs> it really is, bro. Yeah, Freddy made that movie for me. Yeah, it's just it's a fun ride. Like I, I had a drink too. I had a Moscow Mule watching that, so it was great. <laughs> And uh, I also watched Batman vs Superman, and oh man! Oh, you did? Okay, I don't think you post that, did you? Yeah, I, I posted it. Yeah, I did post it. Um, oh. I rewatched it, man, and that's just oh, such a good goddamn good film, man. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, I'm not. Let me ask you about that. Um, do you ever watch the 
uh, theater version or do you watch the extended? Just extended only. Okay, that's why I thought. Yeah, because theater version. Some people think the theater version is just like the most terrible thing ever, but I'm like, I don't think it's terrible. I think the theater. The- I don't. Yeah, theatrical version. It just has stuff missing that you kind of don't understand. Yeah. Kind of like what? Because I remember, you know, sitting in theaters watching it when they showed like when people was thinking Superman killed those people. I was like, why would Superman mm-hmm. kill people with guns? That don't make sense. But at all, you watch the extended version and they put back that scene of the dude burning the bodies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they think Superman lasered these people. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or the Bat brand. I didn't understand what they had to do with like people getting killed. It was like, mm-hmm. I was like, why? If he's putting a brand on them, how are they dying? But again, they put that scene back where dude goes to jail, and mm-hmm. the brand shows that he, you know, it's a mark for death. So, UE's the, the extended version is the only one I watch. Uh, yeah, and I felt like um it fleshed out Lex a little more too, his motivation and his his um behind the scene plotting. I, I like that. Yeah, and on top of speaking of fleshing out, it also fleshed out Clark, the Superman. Yes. You know, because the theatrical does make Superman look like an asshole because you don't really see any of his <laughs> motivation. You just see he's mad. Mm-hmm. But extended, you see like, oh, he went to actually report in Gotham and he was talking to people. That's what I like. Do you actually see him being a journalist? Yeah. I, I, I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. He goes see some people and he's like, he's angry and he's hunting. He's mad at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little thing that I really do love, a little nugget that they he put they put in there. Like, I think Superman is even more mad because he thinks Batman is beating up, like, the people in poverty. Because there's a line mm-hmm. when he's talking to uh, Perry. He's like, why are we talking about this? This bad at Gotham is literally terrorizing, you know, people in the projects. Mm-hmm. And it looks, looks like the cops are helping him. So I can see from his standpoint, like you're literally beating up on underprivileged people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we, like, we need to do something about this? So it just goes into more like why he's pissed off. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's all I watch, though. Yeah. Well, that, that, man, that's a lot. Well, um, before we end the show, because you were talking about Halloween, and I, I was looking for a way to squeeze it in, but I didn't think it would. It deserved a topic in itself. Ooh, the, the Halloween Kills tweezer. Teaser. Did you see it? What'd you think of it? Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. What you mean? Because, nigga, the movie don't come out to another year. I don't want to talk about it. Like, I was mad when I saw it. I was like, why did y'all do this? Like, for what? Like, fuck. Piss me off, man. Oh, my God. But it looks so good, though. That's, that's the problem, bro. It looks so good. Uh, and it's not coming out for another year. I didn't want to see mm-hmm. that, bro. Ooh, yeah, I, I agree on that part, bro. Saying, like, new Halloween kills teaser. I was like, come on, man. Like, come on. I swiped it away. Walked away, got me some water. And I kept thinking about it. Like, should I watch it? No, I ain't watch it. You had to and then I, and, stop it. You had exactly, to Exactly. And I was like, you know what? I'm tripping. <laughs> and I watched it. And I got mad. <laughs> Though I watched that teaser of an uh, unhealthy amount, bro. Uh, you know, ridiculously unhealthy amount. It's funny you brought up Halloween, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember we did a, a ranking on the Halloween special. Mm-hmm. And after watching all of them, my ranking has definitely changed. <laughs> really? How so? Because four through six aren't that good at all. <laughs> You're not lying there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that good, man. Like, 
I, I think it's more I think they're good because they kind of like uh, they're the first set of movies that kind of really throw you into like the Halloween mood mm-hmm. that's the first Halloween right the movie was shot in May so mm-hmm. the trees are still green the leaves are still green uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't really like there's not a lot of decorations it's just more the concept of Halloween yes. whereas it's four to six they actually got shot during fall so you can see the foliage you can see the Halloween mm-hmm. decorations so I think okay. was like an uh, an overarching thing that swayed my my, my, my memory mm-hmm. watching them dog <laughs> they're not good movies <laughs> I did, the same thing happened to me too when I was rewatching it. The one with uh, Paul Rudd. I think that's the curse of yeah. Michael Myers. I can't remember. Get that one. Oh, oh my god, the plot, bro. Oh my god. It's the plot. It's the editing. It's the music. It's like the way like Michael moves. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, bro, I was dying. I forgot. I don't. I don't remember which one it is. He got shot up in the cemetery, right? Under in a one movie, and then the next one. You see dude crawling out through the tunnel in the sewer, bro. I, I don't know why I thought. Just seeing Michael crawling. Like, that shit had me dying, bro. Yeah, that was five. He did that. Oh, my God. But you got to love... I don't know. There's something about that franchise, yeah, bro. Again, I love, I love mm-hmm. them all. I ain't, you know... I know you don't, but... <laughs> I'm not going to get you started. <laughs> Calling niggas hacks and shit, like... I, no, 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 no. You, you just you don't have to say anything. I, I get. <laughs> but uh, one last thing before we get off it, dog uh-huh. number five, yo. This is like one of the worst voiceovers in voiceover history, bro. Oh, Which one? My God, in Halloween five uh-huh. is the worst voiceover. It's this cop. You you probably can can watch it on YouTube and find it, but uh-huh. you can literally tell it's not him saying it. Like the voice sounds so edited and terrible oh uh-huh. i wish i could send it to you but it's just really bad bro like it is extremely bad matter of fact, i'm gonna send it to you when we, we got here so you can see it yeah it's there's another one too because i was watching some behind the scene one damn it i'm trying to remember i think it's it's the one where they're in the school and uh michael's uh chasing them and then uh the bill the hillbillies like save the kids I forgot which one that was. I think that's five, bro, or four. That's four. Yeah, but but in that scene when he throws, I think he throws somebody out the window, or he's about to hit the mask that he has on is different. <laughs> it's it's a flash colored. It's not even white face. It's the flash colored, and he got purple hair or pink hair. And I heard, I guess, um, when they were calling the person oh. like like to do it. They, um, I guess they grabbed it by accident and nobody realized. And they're like, you know what? There's only one scene. Nobody would, nobody would realize. And they kept it in the film, bro. And rewatching it, like, that shit stands out. Oh, you said it had pink hair, you said? Yeah. He had, the skin was not white. It was, um, no, it was, it was pink. The skin was not, it was pink, like, like flesh colored. And the hair was white, like, like <laughs> clear white. I'm gonna look it up for you and I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is, but I was watching that and then and then I rewatched the movie. I'm like, oh shit! Like it happens so quick, but not quick enough that you don't notice it, bro. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta see that, man. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna send it to you. And also, <laughs> 
which one is it? I think it's the same movie, <laughs> or it's or it's Halloween H two O when um somebody turns around and then and they they focus on Michael, but I guess the dude forgot his mask. They CGI'd a Mike uh a Michael mask on his face, so so that whole scene he got a CGI. It's not even a real mask on his face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yo, that shit is. I, I, I'm gonna look these up and I'm gonna send them to you. Oh uh, no, that one. I, I remember the H two O one, but I don't remember the The white. <laughs> yeah, he got white hair and the and the skin is flesh like flesh tone color, bro. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna start crying. That's funny as hell. Oh man, well. All right, yeah. Well, that's the end of the show, the end of the podcast. I had a blast, bro. I had a blast. Oh. oh man! So before we head out, like we always do, we uh, gotta thank the supporters. Anybody that's listening to the podcast, like you guys always do, thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And um, mm-hmm. things are you know are looking better, but still, well, I'm lying. It's not looking better. Wear your mask at all times and things will get better eventually hopefully like eight months in and we're in we're still hitting record highs so clearly people are not doing what they're doing so stay safe out there like because i think you know Jer- jeremiah the the singer right yeah, he got the r&b dude yeah bro he in the icu so covid is real man so yeah believe it <clears throat> Yeah, you can find me at all social media platforms simply at Film Fiends. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Hit me up. Where can they find you, man? Yeah, yeah. I recently had a change to all my stuff. So now mm-hmm. I am the Rap Nerd JSO, which is the Rap Nerd JSO instead of 88. So again, I'm on A thing with that name. You can find me. Yes, sir. Give my boy a follow. It's well worth it. Yeah, give 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 finger a follow. Give us all follows. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man. So to the next podcast, which is podcast number ten, small little my, uh, milestone in my, in our opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all have a good night. Right. Peace. Peace. Even though we on digital, we keep it real late, shoot. Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth. We know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. We had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion makes us leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama filled, genre films, boom bap down the track, rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We on our bag like a knapsack. Film fiend and the rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film rap. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us